Hey, 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 this is 633 Podcast. Why? Because we believe Matthew 633 that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I am Kimberly Belrose, faith coach, and I have partnered with Sharon McComb, certified life coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. Sharon's Checkmate episodes discuss many ways that we get stuck in life, and she uses her experience and tips, and she shares how we can tackle these stuck points. And I have wake-up episodes that follow my journey with the Message Bible and my ear open to Holy Spirit's revelation and breakthrough for our lives. But this is Coaching Works. This is our co-hosting episode that we hope to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. So first, let's let Sharon say hello. Hello there. How's everyone today? Um, I'm really excited about today's podcast because it's really going to point out a really, I keep saying really, but a very important aspect of the coaching relationship. Yes. And today we're talking about what is your responsibility in coaching and what that looks like. Uh, Last week's episode, Sharon talked a little bit um, about how the effectiveness of the relationship depends on you. And do you remember a little bit about what you said, Sharon? Yep. I said that Coaches will never um, tell you what to do. They're not going to solve your problem for you. Um, What we do is through asking the right questions, looking to help you clarify things, we help you come up with a solution on your own. And that's really the crux of where the responsibilities are. Our responsibility is to listen to you, to encourage you, to uh, pick out the things that are important for you to focus on, ask you the right questions, and hold you accountable. What are your responsibilities? So many people ask us that. What do I have to do? Right. Right? So we thought we'd do a podcast about it. Yeah. And and kind of compare it to other things that might be familiar to everyone. Yeah. And Sharon, you came up with a really good analogy example. Uh, Would you like to share that? Because I know for me... I'm not really understanding of sports, and I've often asked my husband this question. Yeah. Why do they fire the coach? That's right. So, so Sharon has an analogy of the responsibilities of the coach and the players. Yeah. So I've often not wondered, I've often wondered that as well. Um, I mean, I grew up in a hockey family. We've always followed hockey. And, I mean, I've noticed that in the NHL or it was mainly hockey for us. I, I think it happens in the NFL too and whatever. If a team fails to make the playoffs or they make the playoffs but don't get to the finals, you know, um, they'll fire their coach instead of firing the players. Yeah. And it never made sense to me. When you look at what the coach's responsibility is, he can guide the team he can even come up with the plays that they're supposed to make. He can decide who plays and when, you know, when and, and what positions, right? 
But ultimately, where's the responsibility for playing the game? It's on the players. Yes. A coach can say to the players, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. But he's not out on the ice actually doing the job. If the players aren't going to um, play the plays the way the coach says, that coach really can't be held responsible. Yeah. Right? It's like I said in my boundaries episode, right? We all carry our own backpack, right? So a coach should not be responsible if everybody on the team drops their backpack. Right. So it never made sense to me. However, the coach does have a really important role because we also talked about, can you imagine a team without a coach? How far they're going to get, right? So that kind of led us into talking about where the responsibilities lie. Yes. And so we've come up with some other other examples that we want to talk about, right? So um, why don't you talk a little bit about... Um, My analogy? Your analogy. Yes. So as I was thinking about the, the responsibility of the coach and the client, my mind went a little different direction. (coughs) Excuse me. And I thought about a doctor and a patient. So, you know, there's, there's a health issue. And that can be compared as an obstacle in a person's life or an indecision or, you know, those things that we talk about, how coaching can help with anything. So when you have a health issue, you go to a doctor and you and your doctor, you know, kind of dig down to to what the issue is. Okay, so now I am a diabetic. Okay, so this is the problem. So now you and your doctor can come to some kind of plan together that you're willing to take steps in a direction of your choosing those steps with your doctor that you're going to make some changes. You know, he could say, you know, yeah, sugar, if you're a diabetic, you obviously know that sugar's a problem. No, I mean, anybody in North America knows, right? That's not the advice from the doctor. That, that's a given, right? So, Anyway, so you're, you and your doctor have come to the conclusion that if you can cut back all, you know, the sugar and the processed foods and you drink lots of water and you uh, walk, right? You're going you're gonna to walk because that brings down your sugar. Okay, fantastic. Yes, doc, I'll do that. You go back to the doctor the next month and your sugars are still high. They're messed up. You know, how have you done? How have you done with those things you said you were going to do? That's the doctor's role to be checking your health and your accountability. And, um, and you're going to say, well, well, there was a birthday party and there was a workplace and they, you know, my neighbor brought over treats and when I just didn't feel like it, it rained and I didn't do my walking and you can have all kinds of excuses, but who has the responsibility in the change of your health is that responsibility on your doctor or is that responsibility on your actions of your health and your follow-through and your follow-through 
And so that's very similar, very much like the coaching client relationship. Um, you know, whatever the problem is, whatever the obstacle is, whatever the emotion, the decision, whatever that is, whoever you choose for uh, to have as a coach, that's what they do is they work with you to dig into what is the obstacle? What, you know, what are some of the steps that maybe you think you could take to change it? Uh, you know, we make a plan, maybe, you know, you're get, you know, you're, oh, I think I could do that this time. I'm going to try this for two weeks. Well, if you come back from two weeks and you haven't done it, you know, your coach wants to know why. Do we need to tweak that? Or do we just need to take responsibility? So we were going to use another example of a financial advisor. If you want to get your budgeting and you want to get a savings plan and and an investment plan together and you go and you sit down with a financial advisor and you come up with a plan and then you don't follow through on the plan. When you meet with the advisor again and you're in no better financial shape or maybe even worse. Yes. Right? Do you fire your financial advisor? There's that analogy of firing the coach, right? That's right. So I think our point here is that the responsibility for follow through on the plan that you agree to. Yes. Is the responsibility of the client in the relationship. It's your responsibility. Yes. So that's one thing a, cl- uh, a client will be asked to do. Yes. And that I just wanted to add the faith coach perspective of, you know, even biblically, God has his part and his role, but is us not living the abundant life his responsibility or is it ours? Because most, if not all of the promises that I read in the Bible, um, there's this two-letter word that, you know, sometimes I think it might as well be a four-letter word <laughs> because there's a very strong onus on my part that, and it is the word, if God says you can have this, if you do that, if you don't do this. If, if, if. And many places in my Bible, I have actually circled that little word, if, to remind me that I have a responsibility on my part. God is so good, and he's a good, good father. But if we continual, continually bang our head against the wall, expecting God to move the wall to save us, Who's responsible? That's right. Is it God responsible that we're banging our head against a wall? That we're running around in circles? That we're climbing the same mountain over and over? Or do we have to take some responsibility and quit, you know, for the follow through of making it different? Do you remember hearing so many times that definition of insanity? Mm Mm-hmm. All the time, I say it. Well, let our listeners know right now. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over in the same way and expecting a different result. Right. And is that not what we do in life in so many ways? 
and why coaching can help. Coaching can help to break that cycle. That's right. And help you do it a different way. But you have to do your part. And that's that's our point in the responsibility aspect. Now, I want to say, um, we hadn't really discussed this earlier, but there are other responsibilities as well. And one of them is to come to the table with your coach um, and be prepared to be honest. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. And th- it's like going to your doctor or your financial advisor and not telling them everything. Right. right? They can't help you solve your problem if they don't have all the facts. And coaching is the same. Um, you have a responsibility to the coaching relationship to come to the table and be vulnerable and to be honest and open. Um, your coach counter to that has a responsibility to you to be sensitive to that vulnerability yes and to hold complete confidence absolutely right um but a relationship in a in a coaching aspect does not work if there's no honesty and so i go back to the hockey analogy right the coach can say to his star player you know i want you to get out there and do this play and rush the net and all that kind of stuff if the player doesn't say, you know, oh, I got to really, you know, I, I think I injured my ankle, right? Um, and he just goes out there and tries to do it with, you know, the coach is going to expect the follow through. Yes. Right? Not knowing that the player's injured. And it's not fair to the player to be asked that when he's injured, but it's also not fair to the coach to have that expectation not knowing all the facts and so it's really important I mean to be honest with your coach so if there's an area you don't want to discuss a topic that you're saying is not on the table you need to be very clear um, and understand that if you're removing that topic or or area of your life from from the coaching relationship it's going to hinder your progress yes right so on be your responsibility is to be honest with your coach. Yes. Right. Open, honest, transparent, and vulnerable. That is your thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so what are some of the other responsibility or one of the other responsibilities that you can think of, Kim? You know, I want to say on both parts, it's it's that accountability of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is something that's not a secret in our lives. It's something that we too have struggled with. So we understand and we understand in the, in the whirlwind of life that we sometimes get stuck in that, that we forget. So we do our best as coaches and I'm sure other coaches do well to be, to, to use alarms, to use the reminders, to use the, you know, to send you out an email that, or a text that, you know, are, are we still meeting for Tuesday? I have you on for one o'clock. I'm going to be on 10 minutes early. Um, you know, so we have this accountability and responsibility from both coach and client to respect time. And depending on what you choose, um, you know, it's, we want to pack as much in for you too, in your time frame. So if you are like me and a little bit of a storyteller, then, you know, don't be offended if we're 
trying to kind of call it into the point mm -hmm. because you know I, I heard you excuse me for a minute I heard you say this so let's can we talk a little bit more about that because I want to get get you the best value of our time and your time before it's run out because if we let you um, talk that tell your story for you know if you book my 30 minute session and you've told your story for 25 then you didn't get much value and I didn't have much opportunity to really work with you so that respect for respect. The, the respect and responsibility of both of us um, being committed to our appointment and to time and to not be offended right that's a good one so so far to to kind of you know recap recap um you are responsible and you're part of the coaching relationship to follow through absolutely on the things that um you commit to mm -hmm. um you are responsible to be come to the table uh in an open and honest um way so that you can get the most of it. Um, and then you are also responsible to meet your appointment times and, um, and to use your appointment time wisely. And in that, I often encourage my clients, you know, uh, to book appointments when they're not going to be interrupted. Yes. Um, get a sitter if you have to. Um, uh, just make it in a time like uh, not while you're in the car driving to work in traffic because you're not really paying attention to the conversation. Yeah, try not to multitask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing that I think uh, needs to be included on the responsibility list um, is the responsibility to yourself. Mm, that's a good one. To um, really uh, dig down and analyze and be willing to have an open mind about things that is not what I thought you were going to say oh but continue okay um, the responsibility to ourselves in the coaching client relationship as a client is that I owe it to myself to be the best that I can be to be that person God created me to be that's kind of where I thought you were going <laughs> because when you started it was like to know that you are worth this yes you know it's like just like taking care of the other parts of you know we talked about um, your finances we've talked about you know last week we talked about the laundry pile taking care of your family your home your relationships you know your mind, your thought, your vision, your uh, clarity of your life, your self-care, you're important. You are important. And to know that. And, and to know that it's worth investing in yes. you. And, and that means sometimes putting aside your preconceived mm. notions or, or stories that you have been telling yourself about yourself for many years or stories other people have told you about told about you for your whole life it means uh 
being able to look at yourself uh, in a new way. Absolutely. From a new perspective. Because as we go through life, our true self gets covered over with lies, with experience, with uh, deception, with um, hurts. And, you know, it's, it, sometimes it takes a long time to get back down to who God created you to be. And it can be hard work. And it can be painful. It can often bring up uh, difficult memories. I say um, it can be scary. It can be scary. It can uh, take time. And your coach's responsibility is to gently lead you uh, through that process and encourage you and support you. That's right. As you're going through that process. And because Kim's a faith coach and I am a Christian life coach, we believe God has a big part to play in that. And so I guess I want to say there's a, f a fifth responsibility. And that is to allow yourself to be open up to God. Absolutely. And allow God, you know, God to speak into your life. Speak into your heart. Spend the time that it takes in prayer. And, and be open to what he's going to say to you. God is always for you. Yes. You know, we believe that fully. Yes. And I think you owe it to yourself to believe that fully. And so um, I think that is a responsibility, you know, yeah. to allow God to be part of this process. And in fact, I want to go so far as to say he needs to lead the process. Yes. Right. And so both of us as coaches um, will kind of guide you to seek what God's showing you to. That was good. Really good. Now, I want to go back to what Sharon and I first began with in the hockey analogy. One of the things that she mentioned is, you know, what if the hockey team fired the coach? What does the hockey team look like then? Sharon? Yeah, like without a coach, what happens to the team? I cannot see the Maple Leafs. Well, that might be a bad example. <laughs> can't, I can't see the, the Red Wings going through to win a cup or, or whatever without a coach on the bench. And, um, and so I want to talk about how that compares with our lives. Um, when we don't have a coach on our team, team, team Kim or team Jane, whoever you are out there, um, you have certain people on your team that help. Uh, your life along. We've already talked about some of them. It might be a banker, a financial advisor. It might be your doctor, your dentist, your fitness instructor, your hairdresser. You know, they make up your team. And and so we want to talk a little bit now about how when you are part of a relationship with a coach and you fulfill your responsibilities and your coach fulfills their responsibilities, the effectiveness of coaching is, um, it's such that you want to have that person on your team. And um, so we want to talk a little bit about, you know, how, how that helps you and what that really looks like. Um, so, well, 
I want to just kind of come in on that a little bit, a couple of things, because um, I know that you have have a very strong relationship with your professional life coach who you know you found through ways that people might find us it's not mm-hmm. it's not a relationship that you knew this person nope. or this person knew you but you've kept this relationship um this agreement this commitment um for a long time now with your life coach and you i think you've met quite regularly every two weeks for for how long like we're like three two, plus years three years so this person is on your team and you've even become friends but you think of the many things in that three years that your life coach has helped you walk through it didn't the the changes in my life right that have been made like uh, you you beside me yeah you did not you know she didn't give you per se advice um, she didn't give you a checklist per se of measurement. Nope. Um, but but she's been your cheerleader. She's been your guide. She's she has strengthened you and upheld you and brought clarity to your life as so many changes have happened in the last three years. Yes, I've been through a very tumultuous three years. Um, just about every single thing in my life has changed. Absolutely. Um, and that's not because of my coach. No. I don't want to say that. The changes that I've gone through are just things that have happened in my life. My coach has been there as an anchor. Exactly. To help me that deal was, with all that. That was good. That yeah. anchor analogy. That was good. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, if I think about where I might have been without her, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to see me being really where I'm at and in the state that I am if I hadn't had her as part of my team. Right. Right. And I think that that's really the important thing is that when you have somebody on your team, if you think about a doctor that you've had for a long time, they know your medical history. Yes. Or your hairdresser knows your hair. Right. Um, So a coach is like that, you know, so like, when I start to get into something and I go to my coach and we get talking about it, she can say to me, you know what, Sharon, this, this is your pattern, right? That's right. She right? knows. You know what's your pattern in this. Or, or um, let me guess how you responded, right? Because she knows me well now. And so that gives her insight into me more than I did when we first started our relationship. Right. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, over the years, I've gotten to know things about her too. And that is that she will call me on my crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's her personality. Yes. Right. And, um, and so I, I find in my training and through my networking, uh, I know that a lot of coaches, out there, life coaches out there, business coaches and life coaches, especially, um, they will tell you that coaching is not necessarily a long-term commitment. Um, and I mean, I was trained to believe that, but the thing is in my life, 
my life as a client of a coach, um, I see infinite value in a long-term commitment with my coach. And, um, and that's what I, I mean, I will do shorter term commitments with clients because our relationship's always up to the client. Yes. Um, but I do think the best value is when you commit to having that person, uh, be part of your life team. And, um, yeah, I mean, when you, when you start to, to see where your responsibility, meeting your responsibilities in a coaching relationship pay off. You know, um, you're going to want, I think you're just going to want to have that person on your team. Even if you don't meet with them regularly, they're there for you. You know, some of the things that come across my mind are, uh, um, you know, we have often said as friends, how we have valued in the last 20 years that we can, you know, I just need to talk to you. I need to think out loud. Right. And the value in that and how even a coach more than listens to your thinking helps sort your thinking and define your thinking and bring clarity to your thinking and you know you think of life without a coach is like sitting with my husband only (laughs) (laughs) who I want to think out loud and he's like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh what you said something Uh uh-huh uh-huh what are you talking about? You know, it just isn't fulfilling to me. I'm still talking, mm-hmm. but nobody is finding what I'm talking about and helping me sort through it. And so we have shared in the past that, um, you know, coaching is even more than a friendship, stronger than a friendship, because we do call you on your crap. Mm-hmm. And we are your cheerleader. We give you homework. We hold you to accountability. So it is a good friend with many benefits. Right. You know, a coach. And so next week, the next episode, we're going to talk about how you choose the right coach for you. So we want to bless you for being here. We want to bless you for doing your part, for sharing with others, for leaving encouraging words, and pray for us. We always need prayer. We all do. So if you want to get a hold of Sharon, it's uh, www.wildflowerwomen.ca, and you can reach me, Kimberly, at www.633-wakeup.com. And our emails are in the show notes. Uh, Reach out to us at any time for anything. We want to be there for you. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.